Welcome everyone. This is episode 50 of the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. We have finally made it the big five zero. Did you know that since our first episode launched on April 15, 2020, we've accumulated over 1200 hours of conversations with key industry leaders around the world. Every week, I receive comments and questions from listeners everywhere, and I wanted to thank you for your support and confirmation that the content is relevant. Over 10,000 downloads later, we're excited by the ongoing interest you're all expressing, and I can't tell you how honored I am. Here is towards the next 50 unconstrained conversations. Now, in this episode, Max Starkov and I are talking about the ongoing trends of convergence in the industry. Max is a recognized hospitality and online travel industry technologist, consultant, and digital strategist with 20 plus years of experience in hospitality technology and digital marketing, hotel online distribution and revenue management, OTA channel management, hotel CRM and branding strategies. Until recently, Max was the founder and board director at Next Guests in New York City, the hospitality industry's leading digital consulting technology, CRM and marketing firm with over 150 employees and offices in North America, Europe and Asia Pacific. And next guest has recently been merged with Sendine. Max now teaches at NYU and La Roche and consults in his spare time. Enjoy this great new episode of the Unconstrained Conversation. And as usual, if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star rating. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. I am really, really excited today to have uh, Max Starkov with me who is not only a successful entrepreneur in the hospitality world, hospitality tech world, he's also a hospitality tech consultant. He teaches at NYU and La Roche in Europe, and he's generally always uh, very um, uh, well-respected and uh, very opinionated. So um, I'm uh, really excited to have this conversation with you today, Max, welcome. Hey Klaus, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to um, great to talk to you today. I'm sure we're going to have a very very interesting conversation about um, I think what we're both passionate about: uh, marketing transformation, trends in the industry, uh, the relationship between revenue management and marketing, and whatever comes to mind, whatever else comes to mind. So, um, talk to me, Max. Obviously, you've been in the industry for a long time. Um, what are the key transformational forces that you're observing right now that might have been accelerated by COVID or maybe decelerated by COVID? What, what are you right now most excited about in the hotel industry? Well, I mean, even, the, even before COVID, uh, what we have seen is a major disparity between hospitality and the actual clients that we are serving, the customers. Because the customers, uh, in a very rapid clip, I would say, in a, a very rapid pace, have become exceptionally tech-savvy, exceptionally uh, digitally savvy. And uh, what we have seen is, uh, by disparity, I mean the disconnect between what uh, hotels are offering as far as uh, services, as far as uh, engagement, communication, as far as the actual guest services on, on property, post uh, stay and so forth, and what our beloved guests are experiencing at home. And it's uh, 
simply we saw that all the amenities, all the digital services that people experience at home, uh, starting from furniture, bedding, to uh, Netflix accounts, to uh, usage of internet and online shopping uh, behavior, uh, we saw that hospitality is falling behind. And what people mm -hmm. experience at the hotel is subpar to what they experience at home. So the old uh, uh, motto is that we provide home away from home. Actually, we provide a subpar home away <laughs> from home. That's uh, unfortunate. Uh, and this was before COVID. And by the way, McKinsey came with a study where they determined that eight months of COVID last year accelerated digital transformation by 10 years. Wow, yeah. Just within eight months. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what we will see emerging after uh, the pandemic is uh, a travel consumer who is at least twice or more, more digitally savvy than before the pandemic. And again, we were not ready even before the pandemic. Just imagine how unprepared our industry will be after the pandemic. Wow, uh, great opening statement. Um, I, I, I completely agree. Um, and and you're, you're seeing this throughout the entire customer journey, right? Because you're not just thinking in the room, like you mentioned Netflix and other things, oh, yeah. but you're also yeah. talking about how customers interact with brands and what expectations to have with the brand before with any hotel before they're before they even arriving so how the booking journey goes how the the the, the, the dream journey the dream phase and all the other phases that you go through before even arriving at the hotel yeah i mean uh, let's put it this way in the past uh when we're talking about technology investments when we're talking about digital marketing investments Hoteliers focused on two main, uh, I would say, customer journey phases. That was the acquisition phase, which is the booking phase, and uh, the, the experiencing phase, when the guest is actually at the property. And they completely ignored the dreaming phase, where the whole uh, idea of, uh, of uh, traveling uh, emerges, the planning phase, which is the actual phase where people actually uh, shop around, mm -hmm. uh, and then they decide, uh, even in some cases, which destination to go to, uh, and of course, uh, which hotel they should uh, choose uh, while in the destination. And then the retention phase, which is after they leave the property. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, and we're talking about serious underinvestment in in the dreaming phase, in the engagement phase where we engage the customer, uh, serious uh, in, uh, under investment in the in the planning phase, uh, and then of course uh, in the retention phase. So mm -hmm. in this sense, uh, uh, and this is where, for example, the OTAs are investing heavily in exactly those phases uh, to the detriment of uh, direct distribution. I mean, mm -hmm. you have uh, just as a as a matter of uh, of uh, numbers here in the industry, Expedia in a normal year, 2019, the last normal year, invested 42% of their revenues 
in marketing. Forty. Oh, that's unheard of. Unheard of in the in, in, in any hotel. Uh, well, 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 booking <laughs> booking invested thirty one percent. Right. So in this sense, uh, not uh, not uh, far behind. In hospitality, yeah. in marketing, invested the hospitality industry on average invested two point five percent. Wow. Yeah. In market. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm used to when I worked in hotels. It was always around three percent. So that hasn't changed yeah. over the last thirty years. So, so that's that's the whole point, and it's really a very sad uh, story. So we're talking about underinvestment in a normal year, and this is like a structural, consistent underinvestment. Mm-hmm. And just imagine, last year uh, STR reported that uh, hoteliers slash their marketing spend by 51.5%. Mm-hmm. And the same happens, unfortunately, uh, to payroll in marketing, which means that more than half of institutional marketing knowledge in our industry was laid off. Yeah. So how can you take advantage of the rebound that we're experiencing uh, over the last uh, several weeks. Mm-hmm. And we hope that, it will, that we will experience over the next month. You know, already occupants are above 50%. Uh, you have uh, certain shining examples down in Florida and so forth, where occupancy is uh, back to normal, if you will. <clears throat> and the main issue that we're hearing in, in industry is labor shortage. Absolutely, which has just come up over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so how? how and and I, I know I, I talk. I have, a, I have some very good friends who work in marketing, and um, they have. Uh, uh, if you look at other industries, um, especially in the digital world, um, there is a incredible shortage of digital experts and marketing experts. I, um, I, uh, I have friends who are uh, getting overwhelmed with offers. So. Um, I would I would assume that anyone who's moved out of the uh, marketing world in hospitality will have a hard time, you know, getting hired back because those people have already found jobs in any other industry that has aggressively hired over the last twelve months. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you from uh, my company that I I was uh, president and CEO until uh, recently. Yeah. Maybe ninety-five percent of people who leave the company, uh, next guest and caps digital that leave the company, they go to outside the hospitality and mm-hmm. they're very well rewarded. And we already have senior vice presidents of major, uh, let's say, uh, marketing uh, uh, firms here on Madison Avenue uh, that came from my, you know, from my uh, yeah. staff. We have uh, directors, we have vice presidents, directors, uh, global account directors and so forth. So we are talking about really well prepared, I would say hospitality marketers that have found, uh, you know, that have found uh, great career options outside of mm-hmm. hospitality and they're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. So if you're, if you're a hotel, so you've just, uh, you know, you've had a successful career and I'm just painting a picture here, right? Um, and you, you decide to, um, to have your own hotel, Max. Um, I don't know if you ever would do that, but let's just assume you do that. Um, with all your experience in marketing and having uh, and having had these many years and what you're seeing today, 
Um, what would you what would you do differently if you would be given unlimited budgets or even limited budgets? Um, uh, how would you optimize the stream plan and retention phase? Well, first of if all, you're independent, will... if you're if you're not part of a brand, that's what I would um, qualify. Yeah, okay. Even if we're independent hotel, mm -hmm. first of all, I will not invest in changing carpets every year or in. Uh, buying expensive uh, uh, Instagrammable uh, paintings for the lobby, but I will invest in technology and I will invest in digital marketing. That's, that's where I would, uh, I would uh, invest wisely. And I will convince ownership that, <clears throat> that the, for example, all of the uh, contactless uh, experience that, 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 we, that you have to recreate in the uh, in, in, in your operations. I mean, it starts from uh, from CRM with pre-arrival uh, communications. Uh, it starts with uh, with uh, mobility. It starts with mobile keys or self uh, uh, checking kiosks and so forth. But the whole communication with the uh, while on property and so forth. Uh, it's all technology, and this mm -hmm. technology is readily available. Uh, even coming up with personalized uh, uh, offers and so forth, this is all technology. So anything that you do that touches, uh, you know, the, the our guests is yeah. technology and marketing. And yeah, example, you're reimagining you're reimagining the, the the guest experience and the guest journey right throughout the different phases using technology I mean, uh, as a driver, right? Let me give you one example. <clears throat> For example, in the dreaming phase, how do you engage potential customers in the dreaming phase so that you can steer them toward the planning and the booking phase, and ultimately uh, steer them to book your hotel? I mean, it's all about digital. Technology and marketing, content marketing, which includes social media, includes brand marketing, uh, it includes creating uh, catchy and uh, I would say engaging content. It mm -hmm. includes SEO. It's all technology. You cannot, for example, have SEO without using uh, BrightEdge or Conductor or the number of other uh, technology platforms. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this sense, uh, uh, and then you have, uh, I mean, gated uh, content and so forth, uh, expert content, so uh, influencer content. It's yeah. all about technology. You don't have a meaningful social media presence without technology. Right. So you start with, <clears throat> with investing in, in digital marketing technology uh, in order to engage uh, the potential customer. Then you steer them through the planning process, and then in the in the in the acquisition phase, which is the booking phase, you, of course you have to have the right pricing, uh, personalization. You have to have, you know, all the 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 CRS. Uh, you have to have uh, the booking engine on the website. Your website has to be, of course, mobile first. And you know what? Less than fifty percent of websites today. A mobile first design. Oh, that's Less incredible. than fifty percent of hotel websites. 
And 70% of 70%, 70% of visitors to hotel websites come from mobile devices. So why is that? It's mm-hmm. underinvestment. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's underinvestment in technology and digital marketing. So, <clears throat> so what would be a good number? You know, you talked about uh, Expedia spending 40% on marketing and that's not even technology, right? That's just marketing um, and the hotel spending 2.5% on marketing. What, what in your sense is a good number? What have you seen where hotels are doing well? What's the average spend on, on, on that area that, that would, would make a hotel perform well? Or is there a number? I don't know. Well, the first thing that you need to do as a property is to separate marketing spend from payroll. Hmm. Because this is one of the one of the main issues in hospitality is that uh, the actual situation is blurred because in on one line item in the budget you have the payroll for your director of sales or director of sales and marketing and all of the sales team are part of this uh, one number in your budget. Mm-hmm. That's typically for for many hotels. So in this sense. And it becomes very hidden, even from ownership. Actually, how many, what percentage of, of, uh, of this uh, amount uh, goes to payroll and what percentage goes to actual spend, actual acquisition of guests? Yeah. And this is, uh, this is where the, the main issue is, is that, first of all, you start by separating this because a director of sales and marketing means sales. There's no director of sales and marketing that understands digital marketing the way that mm-hmm. an outside digital marketing agency would, would understand. So at the property level, you need a coordinator. That's obvious. This coordinator can easily be <clears throat> a recent graduate from uh, any marketing program or hospitality studies program uh, to coordinate with the right. property, get content and so forth, and get all the approvals that are needed. But ultimately, the digital marketing cannot be done on the property level. Simply, it's, it's become so complex. The technology yeah, you need an has become so right. complex, it's simply impossible. Yeah. Uh, so in this sense, you have to outsource it. And then the digital marketing budget has to be a standalone uh, line item in your budget. And anywhere between 6 and 8% of room revenue. This is... I would say the, I mean, the, all of the, all of the thick hospitality study schools, let's say Cornell or NYU, they, that's, that's the number that is given as a, as a recommendation, six to 8%. Right. right. And we are two, we are between two and three. Right. So, so uh, double, double what you're spending today. At least <laughs> double, right. At least yeah. double. And then spend it very wisely, of course, and very, very wisely. So, uh, my, my interesting. point is that uh, yeah, go ahead. you have to invest in technology and uh, in digital marketing. And without investment, not only we are falling behind what our guests expect from you, but also we're falling behind uh, the other players in the, in the distribution field, uh, OTAs and bed banks and so forth. Right, right. Uh, one one item. The, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, and this is why you see an increased dependency on the on the OTAs. That's 
Yeah. That's what it is because they heavily invest in, in, in technology and, and digital marketing while we're not. We're investing in carpets. <laughs> do, you feel, carpets. <laughs> do you feel that the uh, dependency on the OTAs will increase as a result of COVID as, as hotels come out of it? Will, be, will hotels rely more on, on OTAs like we've seen in, in previous you know, downturns and then upswings or are, uh, has the industry become smarter? I would say the industry, uh, let's put it this way, the, the biggest winners from the pandemic are the OTAs mm-hmm. and Airbnb. That's my opinion. And the main reason is that the OTAs used wisely this uh, downturn, I would say. Uh, for example, Expedia yesterday launched their new website. Yeah, I they spend hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars, and it's not only the web; it's not only the front end, like pretty picture. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. This is like the on the back end, the whole technology, the the content management system, the, the, all the integrations with artificial intelligence and the chatbots and so forth. I mean, it's uh, this is an amazing new piece of technology. The new mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. How many hotels have uh, revamped their website during the pandemic? I would say we can count them on, on one hand. Yeah. And the main reason, again, is, uh, is uh, because when anytime that there's a downturn, economic or a pandemic like this, we become once again caught in the, in the headlight, like deer in, in the headlight. And we panicked in our industry. We slash anything that, that, that we can slash, any kind of, of expense without thinking long-term. Mm. And uh, I believe that the OTAs, due to two reasons. One is that the pandemic made many, uh, I would say, travelers uh, that were late adopters, let's say, of, uh, of the online world. Uh, it forced them to adopt e-commerce, uh, online communications, online research and planning, and of course, online purchasing, including travel. So we, will, so the OTAs will have a, I would say, a whole army of new digital recruits. Mm-hmm. People that have yeah, used, because adoption, uh, especially yeah, outside adop- the United States. Right, because adoption has gone to, up, obviously, right? Yeah, uh, people yeah. that have used traditional tour operators, traditional travel agencies, are now flocking to the OTAs. Right. And uh, that's one of the reasons. And the second reason is that the OTAs will again exploit, uh, especially hospitality, our industry, uh, and, and the desperation in our industry uh, because of low occupancies and so forth, and because of underinvestment or uh, investments that, that have been paused for over a year now in any technology or any marketing. They will mm-hmm. exploit that, and they will basically uh, increase their market share at the expense of the direct channel, simply because hoteliers are not investing. Right, right. Some some very, very, very good points, and I don't think we've, we've addressed that in, in the last 49 podcasts uh, that, that I've had. So um, interesting, very, very interesting comments, um, and, and certainly something... Uh, 
that the industry needs to be aware of. Um, I know you're very passionate about the, the kind of the interaction uh, between revenue management and marketing um, and, and how, how uh, you know, the, the two functions should come together and converge at, at, at some point or to some extent. Um, do you want to spend a little bit of time on, on expanding on that, um, uh, Max? Absolutely. I mean, listen, there's a, first of all, uh, both sides, I would say the revenue management department and, uh, and the digital and the marketing department, if you will, or the outsource digital uh, marketing function, if you will, they work on increasing revenues for the, for the profit. And of course, revenue optimization and so forth. So I would say that uh, quite often in the past, uh, they pursued uh, two different paths to, to reach additional revenues. For example, uh, many revenue management teams uh, considered uh, the OTAs their greatest friends. And uh, the actual, the way that uh, I would say payroll is done or bonuses are done on the property or the way that even, even uh, uh, commissions payable to the OTAs are accounted for, in the PNL of of the of the hotel, did not, I would say, reward revenue managers for revenue optimization, meaning uh, what is the the actual net gain from whatever reservation and you know uh, guest paid uh, uh, revenue versus. Uh, net revenue that reaches the, the hotel. And quite often the you know, commissions, for example, uh, cost of doing business, COGS uh, in the P&L of, the, of uh, the property, nobody paid attention to, the, you know, to this little uh, paragraph. And it's very weird that, for example, the larger, the greater the, uh, the cost of, uh, of goods sold, the less the net revenue. And the less the net, the net revenue is, affects immediately the marketing spend of the property. Because you cannot uh, change payroll or utilities or real estate taxes or uh, let's say the commercial mortgage. The line item in the budget that comes from net revenue uh, that, that, that is variable and that can be patched is just a marketing. That's, that's what it is. So in this sense, the more OTA bookings, the less money the property has for digital marketing. Right. And I think that right. there are a yeah, lot it's of- true. It's true. Sorry, it's true. For revenue management is, 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 I mean, has been traditionally focused on RefPAR and RGI and not so much on the- yeah the cost of revenue um, or the cost of goods mm -hmm. sold, as you call them, right? Um, that's absolutely true. I, I know when I was a revenue manager many, many years ago, that was my, my focus was ref par. And, and I know many revenue managers have shifted now to net ref, net revenue, uh, but still probably a very small percentage in, in the bigger picture. Yeah, I, so what I mean is that I believe that it's time to combine the revenue management and uh, sales and marketing into one revenue optimization team, mm -hmm. part of the same team, 
having uh, brainstorming sessions every single day, exchanging ideas, how can we uh, sell our inventory, which is limited inventory. I mean, you have 200 rooms in that city, you cannot sell 500 rooms. Right, right. Uh, whatever you have, how can we sell it at the highest possible price? And how can we sell it at the, you know, to, to the best customers that, that we want to see here? So that's right. why CRM, your CRM team, CRM specialist coordinator, uh, sales and marketing, plus the revenue manager should be part of the same team so that, uh, so that they can really influence who counts on the property because who counts on the property immediately affects the online reputation mm-hmm. of the hotel. Because if you have the wrong guests, and actually there have been so many cases, I mean, the, the venerable Waldorf story at one point here in your city uh, decided that hotels.com is a great uh, distribution channel and they brought uh, 20, 30% of the, of the guests from hotels.com and the rest of the, the traditional guests of the hotel said, who are these people mm-hmm. coming to, to this hotel? Mm. I will not stay here again. And they moved, most of them moved to the New York Palace in New York right. City, which is right. like the main competitor down the street, if you will. <clears throat> so yeah. my whole point is that the right guests at the right price and uh, only the combination of uh, the combined brain power, I would say, of the revenue management team, uh, the, the sales and marketing team, and the CRM team, backed by the by the uh, appropriate technology, uh, can I would say optimize net revenue, revenue, right? Net revenue, and right. then of course yeah. net revenue. Yeah. And the main thing is profitability, and their and actually their compensation should be should be directly uh, related to profitability. Mm-hmm. So in this sense, uh, and I believe the technology can play an, a major role. I mean, for example, a revenue management system, how can you survive today without a top-notch revenue management system? Right. Yet uh, so many but, hotels are using, uh, using Excel spreadsheets and so forth. How can you survive yeah. without having a, uh, for example, digital marketing services, all of the, from SEO technology to social media technology to uh, paid search technology to analytics to content management system to personalization engine and so forth <clears throat> and all of the uh, customer data CDP the customer data platform that contains mm-hmm. your first party first party data and first party cookies and of course CRM the CRM technology with guest recognition and uh, RFM values recency frequency monetary value of each guest and again, rewarding them accordingly. If somebody comes to the property and they have stayed 20 times with 50 room nights over the last uh, 12 months, why treat them like a first comer? Or somebody yeah. who just came from with the OTA reservation. And that's what's happening at, at many hotels. Right, right. So, and then have a revenue management system that understands that data and, and, and optimizes accordingly. Of course. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I'll give you one example. If you go to any hotel website today and you spend half an hour in, 
in the spa section. This is the hotel, the full service hotel mm-hmm. with the spa. Mm-hmm. You, you spend half an hour in the spa section, and then you go and you book the hotel. From the website, the booking engine, you book, you know, regular hotel stay. And then you arrive at the hotel. The hotel has no idea that you have spent half an hour in the spa mm-hmm. section. So there's no... On the website, uh, yeah. Yeah, meeting and greeting and the front desk, for example, or the pre-arrival email. And by the way, here is uh, Mr. Smith. Uh, you know, we know that you have interest in, in our spa services. And here is a $50 or $100 uh, voucher or credit towards, you know, uh, our spa treatments mm-hmm. or our spa services. But the technology is there's there. No right? such, I mean, it's there's not a, no it's hotel not a on planet Earth except there's no hotel on planet Earth yeah. except some of our clients that we have introduced this technology, that right. they have this direct connection between what people do on their own website, not on somebody else's website. Yeah. And uh, so that's my point, is that we right. have a lot of deficiencies and uh, the silos that guest data lives on so many, in so many silos, from the PMS and the CRS and the website and uh, digital marketing and CRM, and social media, and there's no connection between this guest data into one mm-hmm. single 360-degree guest profile, if you will, or portrait. That's what is uh, is not allowing us to to provide the services that our guests uh, want yeah. and they expect. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, I, I do think we could go on for a very long time, but I know we're reaching the end of the um, of the a lot of time slot here. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you one one last question, kind of around uh, more a um, uh, kind of guidance for uh, people that are thinking of getting into the industry. And it feels like uh, you're going to. I think you're going to say people should be be more technology people than hospitality people. But you, I know you talk to a lot to your students at uh, La Roche and um, NYU. Um, what, what would you, what advice do you give to them if they're coming to and said, "Do you think I should, uh, I should get into hospitality? And what area should I be focusing on? And what are important, what are the important criteria for somebody starting out and becoming successful in um, in our world, Max?" My my recommendation uh, is, especially for young people that are, that are now, uh, let's say, in college and so forth, is to focus on two areas that I believe are crucial for the survival of our industry. One is technology, especially next guest, uh, next uh, generation technologies like mm-hmm. AI, like uh, uh, again IoT, Internet of Things devices, uh, definitely. Uh, I would say uh, robotization, automation, and, and how is it applicable to, to our industry. And then again, don't get me wrong, I don't want them to become software engineers or to become uh, coders. Mm-hmm. They, but they have to become technologists, people who understand the business application of technology. Because anything that you touch at the hotel, we're talking about well-run, well-funded hotel with smart uh, owners and managers, everything that you touch is 
technology. I mean, yeah. a full service hotel, <clears throat> a full service hotel, for example, four, five star hotel, in order to function properly, they need over 100 technology applications. Mm-hmm. From CRM to uh, guest communications to issue resolution to just, just name it. And who will understand the property? Who the property understands how to use this technology or which technology they, they need and so forth? So how they interact. My, yeah, absolutely. How to make them interconnected a, too, right? Absolutely. Becoming a, a, a technologist in order to see the, the full hotel tech stack, technology stack, uh, to see the bigger picture of the hotel stack, how everything interacts with each other. Uh, again, steering the property toward a cloud-based uh, PMS mm-hmm. uh, with open API, with cloud-based uh, RMS. Uh, cloud-based CRM and so forth, even understanding the, the reasoning why you need cloud-based services, uh, I would say is, is a major achievement. So right. they have- So do you feel, do you whole... feel, do you, do, do you, sorry, do you feel um, the, the, uh, the teaching institutions are, are equipped for that conversation? I mean, are, I'm not some aware- of, Some that of them are. They are, okay. Some of them are, and that's why three years ago we started the hospitality technology uh, course at NYU, mm-hmm. which I teach. Uh, Le Roche, uh, you know, with with my dear industry friend Scott Dow, yeah. started the uh, digital transformation uh, concentration uh, mm-hmm. at uh, Le Roche, which includes all the technology and digital marketing and so forth. So uh, in this sense, there are other cases as well, but we need more of those. Right. right. Uh, okay. We need more of those. I mean, for example, Cornell is falling behind. Uh, you know, Lausanne is falling Sun. behind as far yeah. as, as, far yeah. as uh, next generation technologies and digital marketing are concerned. So in this sense, we need more of that because this is the next generation that they should change our industry and, and, and yeah. change the mentality in our industry. Yeah. From a carpet and mattress industry, we should become next generation industry. That's fantastic. Uh, great closing words, uh, Max. Um, I, I really, really appreciate the time. I was um, expecting uh, some very good insights and some, uh, some, some great pointers there. So I really appreciate that. Um, I know we could have another probably hour and a half of conversations uh, along the same <laughs> line. So, we're, we're out of time. So thank you very much. Uh, appreciate um, you coming on the podcast. And hopefully uh, I can get you back maybe in a few more months to continue it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and uh, good luck to everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.